Has your company just gone public, giving you a sudden influx of wealth? Have you been saving for the future and want to be sure you're managing wisely? Congratulations, and welcome to Wealth Unlocked with Tom Selbo of Landmark Wealth Management Group. Tom offers guidance to help you make the big decisions surrounding your finances, avoid costly mistakes, and build a strong financial foundation for your future. Let's get started. Peanut butter and jelly, Minnie and Mickey, stocks and bonds. Rather some well-known duos, but while the first two are easy to understand, the relationship between stocks and bonds, that can be a bit more complicated. Your host, Tom Selbo, runs through some of the basics when it comes to investing. I'm Patrice Sikora. And Tom, most investors do understand stocks, what they represent and how they function. But bonds, ah, they are another animal. So tell me, what are bonds? So they, Yes, they really are. And, and you're absolutely right, Patrice. I mean, most, most people, they they get the stock side of things, or or at least they think they do. Um, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, um, and, and everyone kind of gets that, oh, if I, if I buy a stock and the company does well, uh, it's going to go from $1 a share to a million dollars a share, and we're going to get rich and, and never work again. And, and they, you kind of get that storyline with the stocks. But what you never hear is if you're you're hanging out at a swanky cocktail party and people are sharing investment ideas. Um, <laughs> never hear me go, well, psst, Patrice over here, I, I want to share something with you. I, I've got this great idea. We're going to make a killing. We're going to go out and we're going to, we're going to buy some bonds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. And, and you never hear that. And it's, um, and, and it's so true. I mean, bonds are um, and, uh, back to your original question. What, what are bonds? So fundamentally, a bond is a debt that a corporation or government can issue with a promise to pay it back at some point in the future. Simply put, that's all it is. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The and question you, becomes, why, why would you want to buy somebody's debt? Yeah. And well, so why would you want to buy someone's debt? Well, great question. And, and the reason is because they're going to pay you some level of interest to hold that debt. Mm -hmm. So if I use an example, I'll just, I'll use you, Patrice. Let's say you own a business. I don't know what we're going to make you own. Let's say you own a candy shop. Uh, I like it. I like it. My, my grandkids will like that too. Perfect. We'll, we'll call it Patrice's Peppermint Patties. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you thought long and hard about that one, didn't you? <laughs> I, and by the way, Peppermint Patties, I, I eat, probably eat about two every year, usually around the holidays. And they're not bad. I don't that's, dislike that's my, them. That's why my candy shop is going bankrupt because you're not getting <laughs> peppermint patties. <laughs> no, you're not going bankrupt. You're trying to expand. So we got Patrice's peppermint patties candy shop. You own you own the corner store, and you you want to open up another one. But let's just say you don't have the the capital to do it up front. But you're you're profitable, and you'll have the money in the future. So you decide. You know what? I'm gonna. Uh, issue some bonds, issue some debt, see if any investors will take that. And then you can get that upfront infusion of cash and and pay it back to them later. So we, what you might say is, well, I need a million dollars to open up my new shop. So you would issue a million dollars in bonds and you'll say, you know, I'm going to pay these back in five years. Mm -hmm. And 
your shop, you're, you're successful, but you're small. So you're, you're a pretty good bet, but things could happen. And it, it's a little bit of a risk for me to come in and, and buy those bonds um, or, or let you borrow, borrow money from me. So you might have to pay me 8% interest to, ooh, ooh. to hold those bonds. Yep. Really? <laughs> So and and you kind of, so that's fundamentally how it works. You 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 uh, take on debt. You you pay an interest rate, and then at the end of the term, you you pay that back to the investors. And I'll I'll get into some of the nuances later of uh, of yeah credit risk and and the different risks with bonds. But that's that's one way you can go, and that that's the business side. Um, the the other other types of bonds that are very popular, and it's it's really amazing to me how many times I get this question, but I'm always getting questions about, Tom, should I buy municipal bonds? And I, I think I get that question because you always hear the the radio ads or TV ads of, oh, buy California municipal bonds because mm-hmm. they're uh, the states or- Tax-free. Exactly, tax-free. And you're, you're always hearing the ads. And I think that's where the interest comes from. And in that scenario, it's it's very similar to- a corporate bond, but I'll I'll use a a town out where I live as an example. There, there's a town here called Los Gatos, uh, and there it's a very high end kind of swanky, wealthy. I'll just put it nose high up in the air, maybe a little bit self important <laughs> little town. I, I'm sure there's some near you too, Patrice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So let's say Los Gatos. Uh, yes, so important. Uh, that means the cats. If you if you didn't catch that in Spanish, but Los Gatos sounds very very important. Very shishi. Yes. So they let's say their town council gets together and they say, you know what, we want to build a new community park, and we are Los Gatos and we are very important. So it's not going to be any community park. This is going to be the best community park because we want people when they come here to see how important and wealthy and uh, and what a wonderful town this is. So they say, you know what? We are going to issue $10 million in municipal bonds to anyone that will buy them. And we're going to pay an interest rate to build this new park. And th- the terms, it, it works just the same as those corporate bonds. But you get, uh, you get that scenario where you mentioned it, where a municipal bond issued by a, a municipality or a state is tax-free. Mm-hmm. So you you get this benefit of no taxation uh, if you buy a bond in, in the state that you reside in. And so I kind of went through corporates and, and munis. Does, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. My big question is coming, what happens if they don't pay it back? But we'll get to that, I'm sure. We will. And and that's where, so I, I outlined sort of, well, what are bonds? What are some ways they're used out, out in the marketplace? And most people can understand that, but bonds are, they're kind of tricky and they actually get pretty complicated to understand a couple of the nuances. And there are just, there are risks involved with bonds that most people don't, aren't aware of. Well, how so would they, you use, how would you use this in an investment portfolio then? If they, are they, would you see them as being as risky as stocks? In most cases, no. Okay. Um, but, the, but that's where the complication comes in. Because, for example, you have what's called credit risk when you own a bond. And w- what that means is um, 
the person that is borrowing the money or the the person, the uh, the business or the municipality, are they going to be good for the money in the future? Kind of if it was an individual, it would be like, what is what is their credit score? Right. And the higher your credit score as an individual, the lower interest you can get or the better loan terms when you get a mortgage or, or borrow money for a car. And the same is true with, with companies or municipalities. So uh, in my example, high-end town of Los Gatos, I can bet that, you know, it's a pretty wealthy town, wealthy residents. They have good tax revenue coming in. They're probably a pretty good bet. I don't think they're going to go bankrupt. So they can probably issue debt at a, a pretty good term. Well, maybe they'll pay 4% interest and that's tax-free and I'll get into that. But you get this credit risk where smaller, riskier companies have to pay higher interest rates. And mm -hmm. as an investor, you need to be aware of what kind of bonds you're buying because if they are in quotes, what are called junk bonds, the, those are bonds where, well, it might not be such a great credit bet. And these are, are companies that might go bankrupt and, and your principal might be at risk. So most people, they, they don't get that side of it. So there, there could be a riskier end of bonds versus stocks if you're comparing. So the, the, the credit risk is one thing. And then you get into other nuanced financial risks that are out there like uh, there's what's called duration risk and closely tied to that is interest rate risk. So duration risk is uh, the longer the duration bond. So if you buy a 30-year government bond mm -hmm. where they're not going to pay you your money back for 30 years in the future, when interest rates go up or down, the value of that bond you're holding is going to fluctuate significantly. And most people don't understand that. They kind of think, well, I get a bond, it's safe. I'm going to get interest, but interest rates go up. Bond values are inverse to that. So if you own that 30-year bond and 10 years into it, interest rates are higher than when you purchased, you're not going to be able to get out of that bond without selling it at a loss. So there are nuances with bonds that you want to make sure you're paying attention to with, with your advisor to, uh, to make sure that it's accomplishing what you want and you're not taking on undue risk. How do these complement stocks, Tom? In a traditional sense, what they do is that they they fundamentally, if you're are they are less risky if you're comparing high quality to high quality. And what they typically will do in an investment portfolio is they will provide uh, they'll do two things. One, they'll provide a ballast or a buffer against volatility. So. Not always, but a lot of times you have bonds and stocks that move inverse to each other. So if stocks are going up really nicely, bonds might be coming down slightly, or if stocks are struggling going down, bonds might rise in that environment. So you get a, instead of a really jagged up and down swing in an investment portfolio, you get it smoothed out a little bit by holding uh, holding some bonds in that portfolio. So that that's one purpose. But the other purpose is as you get closer to retirement, bonds become a more important part of your portfolio. One, because it's a way to reduce your overall risk. And two, bonds can pro provide a great uh, income stream. 
So you you hold the bond and the issuer is going to pay you an interest rate, uh, either monthly or quarterly, annually, whatever the terms are. And a lot of retirees are, will use that interest uh, as income. So it's a an income generating investment that can provide some diversity and safety to a portfolio when done right. And then that's really how you want to think about it in terms of an investment portfolio. All right. With stocks, yes, we know that you you can you can see them go down. You can lose money. With bonds, if the company, let's assume it's a company, not a municipality, we have bought. What if they either default? What if they go bankrupt? What if they default on their payments? Where do you as a bondholder stand? Yeah, and, and it's every deal would be different, but the one reason that bonds are less risky than a stock is that if a company is struggling and they, let's say they're going to go out of business. So we'll say Patrice's Peppermint Patties business venture didn't go well. So you're going to close up shop. And as a part of that process, you are going to sell all of the candy making equipment, all of the real estate you have, all of that. And at the end of the day, you're going to get something left over. And as a bondholder, you are going to get paid back your money first, you're first in line before a stockholder. So even if something goes totally belly up, you might not get all your money back, but there's a good chance you get a good chunk of it back. Stockholder, uh, you could you will just go bankrupt and, and lose it all. So it's it's less risky in that regard, if if that makes sense. Oh, it definitely does. You're you're looking again at you're looking again and balancing off the return that you can get with the risk that you won't get it at all. Absolutely. So, so bonds, they are, they're a very important part of a portfolio. They're, uh, they're not, they're not exciting. They're not, it's not a sexy investment, <laughs> but they, they're a very important part, especially as you approach retirement. And the last thing I want to touch on is I, I I talked about kind of municipal versus corporate bonds and, and getting that question all the time. And there's there's always, a, for individual investors, there's always a little bit more to it. But the fundamental thing you want to look at is, is this. If you're comparing, let's say you're comparing a corporate bond versus a municipal bond, and we'll say we're comparing apples to apples, high-end company, unlikely to go bankrupt, high-end municipality, unlikely to, to not be able to pay that back. A municipal bond will generally pay less interest than a corporate bond. So in that scenario, you might say, well, a corporate bond is going to pay me 6%. And on equal terms, if I look for municipal bond, they might pay me 4%. And so you, you get this, this disparity in interest. And on the surface, you'd say, well, take the 6%, not the 4 But that 4% municipal bond is going to be tax-free, where the 6% corporate bond is taxable. So you it's not complicated, but you would want to work with a, an advisor who's experienced with this, you know, like myself, like our team here at Landmark, where they can run a calculation to say, okay, what tax bracket are you in? both state and federal. And if we get the 6% corporate bond and you after you pay taxes, let's say maybe you're going to net 5%. So uh, some of that interest is taxable out the door. 
But at the end of the day, you netted 5%, where if you chose the municipal, you'd get 4%, no taxes, tax-free. In that scenario, you'd want to go with the corporate because you're still going to net more at the Mm -hmm. end of the day than the tax-free benefit. And where this becomes a very important planning tool is for uh, typically for wealthier individuals who are in a high tax bracket. So if, if you have a lot of assets or you're a high income earner, you might run that same scenario and say, well, based on my federal and state bracket, if I take the 6% after taxes, I'm only going to net 3% on the corporate bond. So, well, I'm going to go take that municipal bond, get 4% tax-free, and, and you get to keep it all. So that's that mathematical component that you need to to run when you're choosing, do I buy a municipal or a corporate bond based on your tax bracket? And, and that can change year by year. So it's, it's very important to monitor that uh, when you're managing your assets. Talk to me briefly, Tom, about U.S. government bonds. Yeah. So U.S. government bonds that, well, they're, when you look around the world, they're the gold standard of, of uh, what would I say? The U.S. government is as good a bet as you're going to get when it comes to getting your money back. So, and well, the reason for that is the U.S. is a very strong economy, but federal governments like the U.S. government, well, they can just print it. So mm. if when the term comes up, um, even if they don't have the money in a quote bank account to pay you off, they'll just print the money and you'll get your money back. So U.S. government bonds are a uh, again, a very safe component to an investment portfolio. But because of that, they they often will pay less interest than some other, again, more small municipalities or uh, or corporate bonds. So they're very they are a very important part of your portfolio for stability. Um, because yeah, they're they're one of the safest bets that you're you're going to get your money back. It's a great conversation, Tom. You keep using the word bet, and I tried not to use that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, with investments, I, I use the word bet, and it's uh, maybe that's not the most appropriate word, but it's when, you, when you're in deploying your money to make an investment, you're, you are really always trying to control risk. There, there's always a risk that to get a certain level of return, you have a risk that you're going to have an equal or greater downside as well. It's not always upside. So you you want to make sure you're controlling that risk and making safe, prudent quote bets when deploying your capital, and and staying on that over time. That is very well said, Tom. Very well said. Now, how can someone reach you to talk more about bonds? Yes, if you have questions on this or or just want to review your your portfolio or financial plan, please contact me at Tom Selbo at LandmarkWealth.net. Or you can check out Landmark, myself, and our team at landmarkwealth.com. And follow this podcast to know when the latest show is ready. If you find the information useful, of course you do, please share with friends and family. I'm Patrice Sakura, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Unlocked podcast with Tom Selbo. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Landmark Wealth for all podcast updates. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest 
and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Landmark Wealth Management Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.